That's beautiful. Thank you, Micah. Thanks for setting the stage. Good morning. Welcome to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Pastor Jason. I'm really excited you're here. I have a couple announcements for us. One of them is next week there's a lot going on. We're actually, it's Advent starts. We're doing the hanging of the greens. And then afterwards, we're going to do a brief congregational meeting uh, to nominate new deacons and new elders for the upcoming 2020 year. And I'm going to read their names right now and be in prayer. Be in prayer for these men and women that are stepping into these positions that are the leadership of this local outpost of God's kingdom. And here they are. Amy, over here, Amy, she's, uh, she's going to be nominated to be the finance chair as an elder. Marcy Mansour is going to be nominated to be the adult education chair. Nora Anderson is going to be nominated for the missions and outreach committee. And then our deacons are going to be Unetta, Ruth, or Unetta Pickett, Ruth Kitcherson, Judith Redman, Kathy Stevenson, Karen Almanza. So be in prayer as, as, as you're going about your week. Those leaders are going to be, yeah, round of applause. <laughs> I don't know if that's applause because, yes, that's not me. <laughs> Jason, Jason didn't call my name. I'm not, I'm not doing it this time. <laughs> um, but I am grateful to God that we, as a, as a new pastor, I just started in August, the leadership team of this, this local outpost is excellent. And God has been moving in this place and through this place, and we want to continue that. Also, i got to announce December 7th, that's not this Saturday, but next Saturday, family affair. It's going to be off the chain. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be really fun. I don't know. I mentioned that we might have a tree lighting, so I don't know if that's going to happen, but, but we'll see. Pray about that. And then also, um, this is Christ the King Sunday. I want us to, I want that to be like a catchphrase. I want us, you know, like everybody says Merry Christmas. I think it's more fitting as followers of Jesus to, to put forth, we have the same king and remind each other every once in a while. And that's why they put it in this church calendar once a year. President Trump isn't our, isn't our president. The people that work underneath, underneath me, I'm not their boss. Over all of that is Christ the King. And that's what my message is going to be about. So get, get ready to have your teeth rattling. All right, everybody stand up and greet one another in the name of the Lord. Sing on. There it is. All right, find your place and remain standing as I call us to worship and we move into our opening hymn. Let's stand together and, and hear our call to worship as it comes from Colossians. It actually comes from the text that I'm going to be reading from later. Colossians 1, 17 and 18. He himself, that is Jesus the Christ, is before all things. And in Jesus Christ, all things are held together. The firstborn from the dead... He is the beginning. 
so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Let us worship Christ our King. Please be seated. And would our prospective new members please join me up front? I've only been the pastor, the head pastor of two places, and this is the largest new members class I've ever dealt with. So, uh, round of applause, praise God for that, right? And I'd love to, before I, we go on, I'd love to introduce you to them. Um, first, if you're part of the Atkins family, raise your hand. That's Steve and Courtney. That's Simon and Stephanie Atkins. Um, Kim, that's Kimberly Frost right there. Did everybody see that little hand? Perfect. Uh, that's Heidi Gim. That's amazing. That's my wife, Malia Lynn McCandless Griffiths. Sherry, Elaine, and Kirk Olson. They're married. That's mom-in-law, okay? Mom, or mom to Kirk, yeah. I met Sherry first. Give me grace. Come on, people. Okay, we got Dan Shupp. We got Kathy Stevenson. And we have Troy and Pachi Watham. 
Round of applause again. What do you think of that? You come to us as members of the one holy Catholic Church into which you were baptized and by which you have been nurtured. We are one with each other, sisters and brothers in the family of God. We rejoice in the gifts you bring to us as you join with us in the worship and service of this congregation. It is fitting together we affirm the covenant into which you were baptized, claiming again the promises of God which are ours in our baptism. Hear the words of Scripture as found in Ephesians 4, 4 through 6. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Sisters and brothers in Christ, our baptism is the sign and, uh, and the seal of our cleansing from sin and our being grafted into Jesus the Christ. Through the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Christ, the power of sin was broken and God's kingdom entered the world. Through our baptism, we were made citizens of God's kingdom and freed from the bondage of sin. Let us celebrate that freedom and redemption through the renewal of the promises we made at our baptism. Now I'm going to ask you some questions. Trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in the world? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Lord and Savior, trusting in his grace and his love? You have publicly professed your faith. Will you be faithful members of this congregation? Share in worship and ministry through your prayers and gifts, your study and service, and so fulfill your calling to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. If so, reply, reply I will with God's help. I will with God's help. As a church, let us stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Please be seated. And as you do so, elders, deacons, sponsors, and people of God, please join me in laying hands as I lead us in a prayer over our new members. Would you guys maybe come down here and huddle up? Let us pray. Faithful God, you work in us and for us, even when we do not know it. When our path has led us away from you, you guide us back to yourself. 
We thank you for calling your servants to the fellowship of your people. By that power of, the, of your Holy Spirit, strengthen them in faith and in love, that they may serve you with joy to the glory of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our King. And all God's people said, Amen. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome you to share this. Oh, hold on. Let us welcome our new members. <laughs> Here we go. Let us welcome our new brothers and sisters in Christ. Nope. Hey, hey. Pause. You read that stuff. It says congregation. You read the black. Ready? Go. Trying something new. Everybody get up and greet these people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Make sure you... Good morning, good morning, good morning. Look at all these kids up here. Isn't that just fantastic? Oh my gosh. Praise God. So, uh, good morning, and what is Pastor Jason preaching about today? Christ the King. Kids, right? Who is Jesus Christ? Who are we talking about? Christ the King. Yes, Jesus, absolutely. And did God send Jesus down on earth to teach him about his ways? Absolutely. And what is... What does Jesus teach us is that we love one another unconditionally, right? Do we know what that means? Anybody know what that means, unconditionally? No matter what, no matter if you're grouchy or sick or if you're being angry, God loves us unconditionally. And um, that's why we have a special guest because we have our family member that loves us unconditionally. So um, maybe we would bring our, our uh, family member in. Come on in there, Harpo. Go ahead, Philip. Come up here with the kids. Right here. Right up. So this is Harpo. And um, first of all, uh, do you know the difference between a therapy dog and a surface dog? No, a lot of people don't, but um, Harp is a therapy dog, and um, what uh, therapy, what Harp, what, excuse me, what uh, therapy dogs do is they are comfort dogs. They bring joy to others, and, um, and where a service dog is strictly a dog that is there for someone in need, a physical uh, handicap, and they, they're not a, uh, and they're very much protected by the federal government. So a therapy dog is considered a comfort dog, and strictly to bring unconditional love to anybody that would pet him. It's just that easy. Just pet me, and I will lick you to death. Um, and anyway, Harp, Harpo, um, Harpo and I go to Hoke Hospital and hospitals and and uh, convalescent homes, um, and it's just to bring a smile. I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure of of getting a visit from from a, a an animal in the in the hospital, but I can tell you it is the most rewarding volunteer work that I've ever done. Anytime I bring Harpo to um, 
to a convalescent home or to a hospital, it's instant. The, I will, we knock on the door and we say, would you like a visit for my pet? And what, the, what do they say? Oh, yes. And their smiles, their smiles are overwhelming. You guys, absolutely. One second. Um, here's a next slide, Philip. So here's a picture of uh, Harpo and uh, his friend Kovu and his ID badge. Do you believe that Harpo has, he's wearing his own ID badge. You, you need to be a volunteer, certified volunteer at Hogue to be able to open doors and parking lot. Harpo has his own. <laughs> Very. The next slide, this slide is where um, our, the Meredith Therapy Dog Program has about 20, 30 dogs. And we, it, we go all over in the program. It's in Irvine. Um, and one of our handlers passed away, so all the dogs attended his memorial service at church. Is that just amazing? Absolutely amazing. Um, next slide, please. Here, uh, here's a picture of what kind of joy he brings. It's not just hospitals and uh, nursing homes, but um, all kind of family functions. Uh, Mariner, Mariner Church sponsors... Uh, Camp Pendleton family and friends once a year for a Christmas party with about a thousand people. So we have the dogs there to just again bring joy and let people pet their loved ones. Um, anyway, it's, it's fabulous. They also we've also he's gone to uh, underprivileged uh, families where we read the kids read to the dogs. Now, if that is absolutely sound totally silly, but there's people that there's people that have trouble with their English, so. Once a week, we, we show up, and the kids pick a book, and after they read a book, they get a sticker, and then after five, five times five books, then we give them, we give them a, per, a personalized uh, bookmark. So the kids all enjoy reading, reading, um, and it's a win-win because Harper gets petted, right? <laughs> um, this is a, sl a slide is that we've got... Also very special people. This is Amy uh, Sabala, our dear, dear friend. Um, and she had her dog named Spice. And her dog was so special because he, she took Spice to Chalk Hospital. Talk about a, a, a total service, service to kids. You can only imagine with you're in the hospital and you had a, a dear friend like Amy and uh, Spice visit you. They're just absolutely amazing dogs. Um, each year, each year we take a group picture with the dogs, and if anybody's got more than one kid to try to take a picture, I know we as we as grandparents we try to uh, of twins how challenging it is to say, "Hey, sit, stay," or "No, no, smile." Well, you can only imagine when you're trying to get 15 dogs to all stay and smile without their parent holding them or or yelling at them, stay, 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 <laughs> Everly. Anyway, and the last slide is, is, uh, is what we do is they, we take a group picture, and then at all the Christmas functions, we make, they make postcards, and we give that to people in the hospital or at any kind of special, special events or uh, Christmas parties. So um, anyway, this is, do, you, do we feel like we are Christ the King with these crowns? Yes, we are. And what do we do? We love others unconditionally, Correct. Absolutely. That's what, God, what's what uh, God teaches us all the time. And, of course, our animals. All of our animals. God created all of our animals. And we are always kind to one another. Thank you. Let us pray.
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for these kids. We thank you for your unconditional love for these kids. We thank you for all of your creations, all your animals, all your, all your, uh, everything that you have made for us, dear Lord, on this earth to enjoy. Bless each one of these kids and just know that they are loved by you unconditionally and that they may also give lunch love unconditionally. We praise this, praise you in your name. Amen. Well, today's sermon is on Christ the King Rescues, so we're going to spend a little bit of time singing uh, some songs with you about the saving, rescuing nature of God. Let's uh, sing together.
In Christ, God came to reconcile all things, making peace through the blood of the cross. Trusting in God's grace, let us confess our sins. Righteous God, you have crowned Jesus Christ as Lord of all. We confess that we have not bowed before him and are slow to acknowledge his rule. We give allegiance to the powers of this world and fail to be governed by justice and love. In your mercy, forgive us. Raise us to acclaim him as ruler of all, that we may be loyal ambassadors obeying the commands of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God has rescued us from the power of evil and claimed us for the realm of Jesus Christ, in whom we have our redemption. I declare to you that in the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Please stand.
Amen and amen. We're going to be studying Colossians chapter 1, 11 through 20. And before we get there, I just wanted to say two things about the, the letter to the church of Colossae. It's from Paul. He's in prison. He's writing back to a church that he helped plant. And he, it, it is, it's an anti-empire letter. And we'll get a little bit more of that as, as we go forth and study the text. And then it's also a, it's a clarification. There were a bunch of philosophers in the town of Colossae that were known as the Gnostics. And they thought that what was of the earth was evil and the spiritual realm was good and amazing. It, it was based on the philosophy of Plato and knowledge was key. And Jesus was just one amongst many that taught of the spiritual knowledge that is to be sought after. And that's the meaning of living, and that's living a good life in the philosophical world. Um, two things. Anti-empire against the Gnostic movement in clarifying about who Jesus is. Open your Bibles up or look at the screen, and we're going to study Colossians chapter 1. I'm going to start in verse 11. Is everybody awake? After that song, everybody should be, right? My goodness. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in, in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have the first place in everything. For in him all, all, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him, God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. This is the word of the Lord. Two sections I want to talk about. Right, 11 through, 11 through 14 is the ending of a prayer. And 15 through 20 is a poem. And I'll, I'll take them in those two sections. First, 11 through 14. It's the end of this prayer that he's, he's praying for these people in Colossae. On Thursday, there was a presbytery meeting. I got a pop quiz for everybody here. Am I a presbytery? Am I a meeting guy? No. Okay, good. <laughs> you guys know me. You're starting to get to know me. Wonderful. 
I am not, but I was, I was at Presbyterian because I'm supposed to be, and I was sitting in the back, and I was praying, and actually, there was some cool stuff happening in front. They're sending some people to General Assembly. There's some churches being planted around the, the Los Ranchos Presbyterian. There's some exciting stuff the Holy Spirit's up to, and it's really cool. I was just like, hey, this is nice. Towards the end of the business meeting, right before dinner, John Huffman walks in the back door, and I'm, I'm in the back, back row. Like I said, I'm not a meetings guy. Uh, and so actually, I'm in the back row of the narthex. Do you know what a narthex is? <laughs> I'm outside on the glass. You know, I'm outside the meeting. <laughs> That's how not meeting I am. But I'm in the back. He comes in, and this is at the, the, the Good Shepherd. What's the name of that place? Anybody know where Tim is serving? Shepherd's Grove. Shepherd's Grove. I'm getting all these names, man. I don't know. I got a, I got a funny story about that, but I, won't, I went out of time for that. I'm sitting in the backpack, and I'm in the, in the narthex. John Huffman, who was the pastor of St. Andrew's Presbyterian uh, for like 30 years, I worked for him for six, and I'm pretty sure he didn't know my name. Like, I, you know, because I was an intern. I was on the low rung. You know, remember Randy? I was just, I was, I was moving around trash. I was right next to the janitor doing stuff. Uh, so he comes in the back, and I look, and I, I lock eyes with him, and he's walking like this. Anybody doesn't know who John Huffman is, he's kind of a big deal. He was the chaplain to the, the steel curtain, the iron curtain, when, uh, when the Steelers were winning their Super Bowls, you know? And he was, he was just kind of a, a big deal. And uh, he, he looks a little like Nixon, and he sounds a little like Nixon. Does anybody know what Richard Nixon looks like? <laughs> anyway, just to give you a frame of reference, everybody's with me, right? He's walking past, and I lock eyes with him, and I say, good evening, John, and I'm smiling at him. And I'm, I'm thinking, there's no way he knows my name. And he walks and he smiles and he does. And then he's about to open the door and go into the, the sanctuary. He doubles back and he walks and he puts his hand on my back. He says, congratulations, Jason. <laughs> and I seriously, I, I think I was floating. <laughs> I was off the pew. You know, I was just, I was in the, and, um, I was, I came home and Malia was like, you're like a little kid. You're crazy. I don't do it for the accolades and that kind of jazz. I don't do it for the money. I don't do it for all this stuff. But every once in a while, it's really encouraging to know that somebody in this world knows you and knows you by name. Paul's writing this letter to these people in Colossae and he's saying, you know what? I'm not praying for this church and that church. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. And there's a whole other sermon, but this isn't, this isn't prayer of the king Sunday. I want to get to the next section. But I do want to read a really good quote about that, this. Uh, it's by C.S. Lewis. He says this in Mere Christianity. Enemy-occupied territory, that is what this world is. Christianity is the story of how the rightful king has landed you might say landed in disguise. And that's what Advent's all about. And it's calling us to take part in a grand campaign, a grand campaign of sabotage. And so he, Paul ends this prayer for the Colossi people with this grand truth. And be ready, people. He's about to dump a bunch of truth in this poem that he's about to say. 
But this first truth that he says right at the end of his prayer is, if you make Jesus the king of your life, you are transplanted from the kingdom of this world into the kingdom of God. And you're on a mission. Dallas Willard calls it a divine conspiracy. And you're going to need courage and you're going to need joy. And it's going to be some rough waters. But Paul is reminding them, I'm praying for you. And I'd like to add, Jesus prays for you. In the Gospel of John 15, 16, 17, there's all kinds of prayers for us. And so on this note, he teaches this great truth. And he's about to unleash a bunch of truths. And so he breaks into this poem. And, man, my book's way down there. But this is a wireless mic. This is awesome. Jim Clark just came out with a, with a book. This is a, a trail. This is a trailer for this man right here. He's a poet. Did anybody know Jim Clark's a poet? Most people should. My first application is be like Jim. We should be writing poetry. We should be people of the arts. We should have Jesus in the, in the, in the, in the, woven in the very fabric of our lives. And so we're, we're expressing this in all these different ways. My wife's not, well, she is a poet. She's an English major. She's amazing. But she's also a chef. And so she makes meals that make me praise the Lord and make me large. <laughs> so blame her. Okay. But where, where are your passionate outlets? And Paul breaks into this poem, and, the, and this poem, first and foremost, reminds us that Christianity, it isn't about a particular system. It isn't about a particular system on how we're to, to be saved here or the hereafter. It isn't simply a different way of holiness. Christianity is about Jesus Christ. It's not me being pastor. It's not about the choir. It's not about this gathering right now. Paul reminds us by this poem right from the outset is about Jesus Christ. If it's about anything else, we're not doing it right. We're not doing the right things. We're not about the the things that we're supposed to be about. Jesus Christ, we're not here to gather, even though that's fun. I like high-fiving. I love my little brothers right there. I don't want you to take this the wrong way. There's a lot of like little side reasons why we're gathered here together, but I'm here to remind you on behalf, and Paul is here to remind me through, through this poem. Jesus Christ is the reason we gather, the person we get, we get in this room and we get together to know more about the man that is fully man, fully God, Jesus the Christ, sent from the Father for each and every one of us to redeem us from ourselves and rescue. So his first truth was right at the end of the prayer, he says, you make Jesus Christ your king, he transfers you over into his kingdom. Second truth about Jesus Christ the King, Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God. 
He kicks off his poem with this truth, and he ends this poem with this truth. Because we'll get to that in a second, but this is the first bookend. He's saying, if you want to know what God does, if you could, if there was a song back in the day, I forget, it was by Jewel. I don't remember who it was by. What if God was one of us? Does anybody know that song? It was on the 80s or 90s or 2000s, I don't know. Well, he was. <laughs> you should say that. To, you should email that, that lady, whoever wrote that song. Yeah, he was. What if God wrapped himself in flesh? What would he do? That's what Jesus answered. What if Jesus was placed in my shoes? What would it look like? That's what, or what if God was placed in my shoes? What would it look like? That's what Jesus is. If you want to know what God would do, you look at Jesus. If you want to get closer to God the Father, you get close to Jesus. If you want to know any answers about how and why we were made by the God who made us, we go to Jesus and find out. He is the image of the invisible God. Third truth about Jesus Christ the King. Everything was created in him and through him. This is John 1. If anybody's ever read the Bible before, write John 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Right? What an amazing poem. Just pause for a second. Just, just, and it's a fire hose. It's a, I could do a sermon on each of these truths. But reminder, it's all about the relationship with Jesus the Christ. And then... Next truth, Jesus Christ is the king. He is the head of the church. And I'll lump five and six together. Jesus Christ is the king. He is the fullness of God. And that's the second bookend. What's Paul saying right there? What's Paul saying in his poem? Take in mind, this is an anti-empire poem. He's saying, you know who isn't? the king, who isn't the head, do you know who isn't the person that has all of God dwelling within him? Caesar Augustus. Do you know who else isn't? All those people in your life that are claiming. How many of you in here have had a coach say, I want you to eat, breathe, and drink. I want you to live this sport. I want you to, this is your king. Have you ever ran? Have you ever been a part of a sport? Anybody? Okay, I'm just looking for some connection here. Is anybody? Yeah. If you watch TV, have you ever watched TV before? <laughs> All these things are coming at us, saying, "If you get this, you will feel this." This will complete you. This will make you feel like king. And they're all actually pushing you towards the biggest and darkest truth. We all think we're king. If Jesus is is king. Who isn't king? Me. I'm not the king of my day. I'm not the king of my family. I'm not the king of my life. I'm not the king over Malia. Amen, Malia. Amen. That's, I'm, she's feisty. She'll mess with you. But it's true. We tend to think we're so selfish. That's A.W. Tozer says, you know what the, every sin boils down to? Idolatry of self. 
if it all, if you look at it long enough, you come back to, if you're sinning, you're breaking God's law, it, it's rooted in a truth that you feel like you are God. And Paul's poem is saying, no. It's anti-empire, it's anti-ego, it's anti-selfishness, it's anti-foolishness. I remember I had a youth group. Uh, we, I, I, was, I was one of the pastors, I was a pastor in a youth group, and we, uh, <laughs> we would play rock, paper, scissors, and they would determine who would play ping pong next until this one girl, I think she's now uh, uh, graduated, I think she went to Berkeley, anyway, um, she would, she would do rock, paper, Jesus, <laughs> and that would win. <laughs> that gets at it. That gets at what, G, what Paul's talking about. That's what, that gets at the heart of this poem. If you have a decision and you say, okay, what should be my guiding factor? Jesus should always pop in your mind and say, Jesus is king. That's why I think Jesus, like Christ the King Sunday should be a bigger deal. We should start saying, happy Christ the King Sunday. Everybody respond. And get, you know, like everybody's saying Merry Christmas. Happy Christ the King Sunday. It reminds me, I'm a selfish person and I think I'm king. And if I hear Jeff Leake say, hey, Jason, happy Christ the King Sunday. He's basically saying, Jason, you're not king. Shut up. Jesus is. <laughs> and we do that to one another. Then the kicker right at the end. He has all these truths and he has this last truth. It's kind of after the poem. I had a friend I worked with, Chad Miller. We worked at Forest Home together. And he said, you know the difference between a good skater and a bad skater? The good skater lands the trick and keeps on going. And to illustrate, he told me, he, he brought up the song Freebird. Have you ever heard of the, bird, the song Freebird by Leonard Skinner? The, the, the thing about Freebird, it's got three guitarists doing a, 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 like a, a solo. You know, and, it's, and the climax of the song is all three of the guitarists just weaving together and just shredding. I don't know if you've ever heard the song, but it's phenomenal. The drummer, if you listen to the drummer, and my buddy Chad was a drummer, he is working his tail off keeping up with these three guitarists. And at the end, he's going, and he's just like playing. He's like, he's just hitting every drum and like 20, like, he's doing this thing. And then right at, the, right at the, the climax of the song, all the guitars fall in line, and they all start doing the same thing. Dun, 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 dun. And the drummer does double time, and he just he brings the song home. It's just ridiculous. Go home. That's another application. Go home and listen to Freebird, and just listen to the ending of how all the climaxes, and the drummer, watch how he, he lands the trick, and he just keeps on going. Paul's poem is like that. His poem is all these truths about Jesus Christ, and then he lands it with the biggest truth of all. Jesus Christ the King is going to reconcile and rescue all things. All things. Have you ever seen the movie Professional? It's about a hitman. Don't see it. It's R-rated. But Gary Ullman, Gary Ullman is, is, is trying to catch the, the professional and kill him. 
And they say, Who, how many cops do you want to bring? And he does this huge mouth thing. All of them. I don't, I don't know if Paul is related to Gary Oldman, but for some reason, I, I see Paul alone in a prison cell saying, all things, all things, every dog, like Corey was talking about. There's a, there's a, a singer out of Waco, Texas, a guy named David Crowder. He wrote a song, every blade of grass will sing. Every blade of grass will sing that Jesus Christ is king. Talk about a mission statement. Talk about an ultimate mission statement. No person, being, thing left behind. All of it reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, through the blood that he spilt on the cross. Applications of this are wicked easy. Worship, worship, worship. I keep saying, I said this our second week, didn't I, Danny? It came like a running joke between you and I. Sing louder. Sing louder. That's an application. I want this, I want to serve a congregation. When our Lord's name is mentioned, we say it out loud together. We say it loud. We're not annoyed. We're not, that's it after that. Nope, I'm not going to beat you guys up anymore. But worship. Worship, worship, worship. Also, bask in these truths. Go over the text this week. Consider this Christ the King week. And let these truths about Jesus being the real king push out all the other false kings, including yourself. And be invited. Be invited to be a part of that, that rescue mission that God's on. Sabotage. Sabotage the system by following his lead. Sabotage the system by loving without condition. Show people that Jesus is your king by acting like Jesus. By giving rather than taking. By being grateful. This thanksgiving, what would it look like to have Christ as your king and celebrate thanksgiving like you've never celebrated before? Let's stand and sing his name is wonderful. What a fitting song.
that was amazing. Please be seated. We continue on our worship of Jesus, our King, and we return thanks by giving, by giving our, of our tithes and our offerings. Let us return to the Lord his tithes and our offerings.
be seated. As we head into the holidays this week, remember God's promise to us. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present our requests to God. And the peace of God, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our mind in Christ Jesus. Let that be our prayer this week. Please pray with me. Lord, oh, how we need you. How we need you. Every hour, every minute, we need you. As we get ready to run full steam into the holidays, continue to remind us of our deep need to connect with you, to make time to spend time in your presence. Father, we pray for your grace and traveling mercies as friends and families gather this week to enjoy one another and to give thanks. Be with each one and for those missing loved ones who are not at their tables this year. We pray for a world in desperate need of you, Lord. And if we are truly honest, we are in desperate need of you. Selfishness and hate-mongering have become the new norm. Why, Lord, are we so focused on our own wants and needs that we are completely missing what is going on around us? Remind us that but for your grace and mercy, we are nothing. Remind those of us who follow Jesus Christ to seek after you first. Remind us to act justly. Remind us to love mercy. Remind us to walk humbly with you. The only antidote to hate is love, and you showed us what love truly is on the cross. You are calling each one of us to be countercultural and to lead with love, your love, the love of Christ Jesus in this world that desperately needs you. Show us how to boldly love when everything that we are surrounded by is showing us otherwise. Christians around the world are fighting for their faith and shamelessly living out their faith, while those of us with the freedom to worship you freely have become lukewarm believers. Well, that stops now. In the name of Jesus, that stops now. You paid too great a price for our freedom on the cross, Lord, and we will not squander our precious salvation. In every one of us are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Deploy each one of us according to our purpose to show the love of Christ in all that we say and in all that we do. Bind up the enemy that would have us believe that we need to be right, that we need to teach a lesson, that the person sitting across from us is wrong. Where there is love, hate cannot prevail. Where there is love, healing begins. Where there is love, broken fences are mended. Where there is love is you. Your amazing grace. Your amazing love. Let your amazing love flow through us to this world that needs you.
We are on this earth a mere minute. Let our minute here count. In Jesus' name, let our minute here count. And we continue praying, unified with our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world, the prayer that you taught your disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we continue in our worship, please rise for our hymn of commitment. on there and finally hey good job Philip. we got uh, round of applause please we got sorry if i was hard on you a little earlier but you can use you could sing a little louder but there's like we got the best in the business right we got cornell we missed you cornell and then we got danny we got micah we got we got the big game coming start singing to match these guys' talent how about that i put that challenge out to you Happy Christ to the King Sunday. That's pretty good. You guys are excellent. Now may God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen. <laughs> 